0: Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buker. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buker. Yes, this is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network. I'm Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, you can hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me by ordering the memoir of Brian Grant and his battle with young onset Parkinson's called Rebound. Order your copy on Amazon or visit your favorite brick-and-mortar bookstore to grab one. Are you a Kindle reader? Audiobooks? We've got those versions as well. Support Brian's Foundation, supporting those afflicted with Parkinson's, and pick up your copy today. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram, at Rick I'm a lot of places. But there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA. And that is here. All right, so day two, episode two of the new Daily on the Ball. And let me tell you, I'm already questioning my decision. (laughs) Today was a relatively light TV day. Only had an appearance on The Herd with Colin Cowherd this morning. And yet I'm squeezing this in at the end of the day. Thanks in part to my daughter, A, having a basketball game, and B, her going, I believe, like 0 for 8 from three-point range, which resulted in a text from her as I drove home. Can we go shoot? Of course, I said yes, but that meant a bike ride down to a nearby court, meant feeding her to put up about 200 or so threes, and then rolling back home for dinner to watch the Clippers slaughter the Lakers. Bottom line is, I'm going to have to be efficient to crank this out on a daily basis, certainly more efficient than I was today. But going daily also afford, affords me a little leeway and license when it comes to topics. So while I'd be happy to talk about something I mentioned on Instagram about why the Pelicans record seems a lot worse than the talent on the roster should be generating, and there is a relatively easy explanation, or why the former players speaking up for Russ Westbrook are both right and wrong about the level of credit and criticism he's receiving. uh, There's time now that I'm doing this every day. Before I get into my subject for this pod, I do want to mention my sponsor, Mizzen and Main. Uh, If you've seen me on TV, you've seen me in their shirts, may have seen me in one of their blazers. What I love about their shirts is that they are made out of the performance athletic wear that we all love wearing casually or working out and yet they look like high fashion shirts. So they have the comfort of that. They have the fit of the uh, close fitting workout shirts. Uh, They have the moisture wicking, the machine washable, the wrinkle resistant, the four way stretch. They have it all. Uh, What I really love is the fact that I don't have to go to the dry cleaners anymore. I have, TV quality shirts that I can simply throw in the washer, hang them up, let them dry, maybe steam them a little bit, light iron at the most, and they're ready to go. So check them out. Mizzen and Main, dot com, Mizzen and Main. So I promised in the last pod that I'd address something that surfaced as a result of Lakers guard Dennis Schroeder being ineligible to play, possibly for the rest of the regular season because he didn't pass the league's COVID-19 health and safety protocol. An indication that he may have tested positive for the virus. I am not clear on whether it means he may have come into contact with someone or whether he's actually tested positive. The league has never quite made that clear what leads someone to go into health and safety protocol all i know is that they can miss up to 10 to 14 days and they have to have a series of negative tests before they're allowed out of it in any case schruder going in the news of that prompted uh, an interview that he did with a german outlet i believe it was ntv to resurface uh, he talked about his reluctance to use painkillers By the way, Brian Grant talks about some of the medications that he was given in in our book, Rebound, that allowed him to play an entire season with a torn labrum in his shoulder. Uh, But uh, Dennis also mentioned his reluctance to get vaccinated, and in doing so, he let it slip that he didn't believe LeBron James had been vaccinated either. LeBron, back in March, refused to say whether or not he would get vaccinated telling reporters that it was a private family matter. Now, a little background on Schroeder and then on NBA players and their healthy aversion to vaccines in general. And yes, we will get back to LeBron and him possibly not being vaccinated. When Schroeder was with the Hawks, he had a nightclub in Atlanta where hookahs were a prominent feature. I think it was a hookah lounge. Uh, In part because Dennis liked to smoke from one, from what I understand. And... For those unfamiliar with hookahs, they're bong-like apparatuses, except they have hoses that come off of the the tube, and they're used to smoke flavored tobaccos, mostly, I believe, in these uh, hookah lounges. But sometimes people use them for hashish or cannabis as well. Rumor has it that Dennis even traveled with one for a time and created a mess in one of his hotel rooms when it spilled. Uh, it gave some GMs in the league the belief that he was a drug user, which is why he was never in high demand despite being a ferocious competitor and near all-star level talent at a very coveted position point guard. When I dug into that rumor, I found out that it was unfamiliarity with hookahs that prompted it. Dennis, you see, also plays for the German national team and they have strict year-round drug testing. Doesn't matter whether you're in training with the team or not, they're constantly having you drug tested. And one positive test and you're banned for life, is my understanding. I'm told it's so strict there's no way he could pass it if he were on the typical NBA player marijuana maintenance program. And Dennis himself was vehement with me saying, "No, I don't do any I don't do any of that stuff. I can't." Um This, by the way, is what a decent reporter battles every day in covering the NBA, or I'd say probably any sports beat. If you're good, you've got people inside the league telling you what they truly feel about a player and why, or what they've heard, and it can be tempting to run with it as the truth because, after all, isn't it a GM or a scout or coach's job to know this stuff and have it right? Well... The truth is, it doesn't necessarily hurt them if they dismiss a player because of something erroneous or something that proves to be wrong as long as they, the player they pick over him or instead of him is successful. I mean, outside of the conversations within the team, most people don't know why people would have passed on, on Dennis Schroeder or any other player. For a reporter, though... If you put something out there that's wrong about a player or a coach, it's going to cost you in a very real way. Your credibility in the public, for one, but maybe even more important is, and I shouldn't say more important, but you also lose the trust of that coach or player, along with their circles in the league, who look to to you to present them in a fair and accurate manner. So your credibility on the outside is affected, uh, the reason I, I, I hesitate there is just because being on social media and I guess being on TV as much as I am, I get accused of so many things in the public that I didn't say or is misconstrued from what I say. Said that I'm I'm now sort of numb to public criticism. <laughs> I it's just, but it is still uh, no question. It is still important. I just one of the biggest reasons why I want to get it right is because if people within the league entrust me with their stories and with information, I want to honor that by presenting it fairly and accurately. Now about players, NBA players being reluctant to get vaccinated. The re- I was initially surprised when I heard that players were, but then I was told by a GM, a black GM, that it is from a deeply rooted distrust that black people have of the government in general and federal health programs in particular. Now before you've been thinking this is just well that's that's too bad where did they get this from this was for good reason. This was generated by a number of things done for decades that basically used black people as guinea pigs without their consent or knowledge. If you want the specifics, look up the Tuskegee study. Google the Tuskegee study or the Henrietta Lacks cancer case. This is also why those who think NBA players aren't subject to racism because they're rich and famous don't really understand the history of black people in this country or the simple fact that NBA players, most of them, weren't always rich and famous. For most of their formative years, they were just black. And in that time, they absorbed what it means to be black when you aren't famous or rich. And I feel capable of speaking on this because some of my best friends growing up, from grade school all the way through high school, were black and not very well off. And yes, I've had black friends since then. My point is, I grew up with friends who were black. I knew who they were firsthand. And I also saw how they were treated firsthand by people, white people, simply because they were black. The inherent suspicion. The inherent distrust. Kids are Geiger counters. We sense everything. And it left a mark on me as a kid that continues to this day. As so many early experiences do and i was only the one observing it and only when i happened to be around them i can only imagine what a market leaves when you live it every day every hour and then you make it as an nba player and you're supposed to forget any of that ever happened to you or that it might still be happening to your friends and relatives who aren't rich and famous So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So I get it. I didn't know. I didn't know specifically about where that distrust came from. But now I do. And makes perfect sense. Fits with everything else. The league is a business. So they just want to get back to business. As most every business in this country does. Or in the world. So they hope to persuade the players to look past that built-in paranoia with a carrot. They told teams that any roster that was 85% vaccinated would be free of the league's COVID-19 restrictions. Such as not being allowed to eat at restaurants on the road or interact with anyone at home outside their immediate families or there's, there's extensive testing. There's all sorts of things that uh, players and teams have to abide by. They were going to be able to be free of all that if they, had, they reached that 85% mark, which essentially means 13 out of a 15-man roster would have to be vaccinated. Now, Lakers coach Frank Vogel has said that the Lakers have not reached the 85% threshold. So there may be someone other than LeBron and Dennis who haven't been vaccinated. But clearly, there have been a few who have not. I'm not here to talk about that or pass judgment on those who have or haven't been vaccinated. I know some pretty intelligent, informed people who don't want the vaccine, not because they think the virus is a hoax or they don't care if they infect others, but because they question if the vaccines have truly been vetted and are safe. And I see that as a fair concern, considering how quickly they were rolled out, far faster than any vaccine before, and how much we simply don't know about the long-term effects of the virus or the vaccine. We're trusting that the government and the health officials are telling us everything, even though they admit they don't know everything but are they telling us everything they know? Or are they making their best bet? I'm trusting that, well, I went with the Johnson & Johnson because it was the latest of the three. And so I think it has the best chance of uh, working against the variance because it was the last one. But again, I, I looked at it a certain way too. Uh, you know, what, what are the potential long-term effects I'm trusting. That's what I've decided to do. But anybody who doesn't and has ample reason, I'm not going to fault them. Uh, that's why, to a certain extent, I agree with LeBron that his decision to be vaccinated or not is a private matter. I don't know why it's a f- private family matter, but I'm going to assume it has something to do with that inherent mistrust I referenced earlier. The reason I bring it up, the reason I started this whole subject on this pod is because this is the tricky position that LeBron has put himself in by speaking out on volatile topics, political, social, you name it, in the past. Dennis Schroeder not being vaccinated does not resonate the same way LeBron not being vaccinated. vaccinated. It feels like a cop-out when he refuses to tell us where he stands because he's made a point of telling us where he stands even when we haven't asked (laughs) in almost every occasion. So once you start giving opinions on subjects far beyond your sphere, there's no sitting one out particularly if it's related to things you've already been vocal about. And this unfortunately became controversial and political in large part because of the man LeBron was eager to see run out of office. Now, for the LeBron fans who want to defend his silence or, conversely, him speaking out prematurely or inaccurately or emotionally as him just being a human being, I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. Celebrity, visibility, reach. Whatever you want to call it, when you have it, there is a responsibility to respect the power of it. I don't have near the reach that LeBron James does uh, that, that LeBron James has and yet because I have more reach than the average person I feel I have a responsibility an obligation to get things right so I always ask myself three questions or I try to ask myself three questions before I post or put anything out there does it need to be said does it need to be said by me and does it need to be said by me right now? And if I can't yes, say yes definitively to all three, then I should probably wait 24 hours. Or I should run it by my wife or a colleague or someone else just to get their take. And the truth is, when it comes to social media, there is almost nothing that is so vitally important that it needs to be put out right now and can't wait 24 or 48 hours to cool for me to rethink it and that goes for anybody that goes doubly triply quadruply for someone like LeBron James for the same reason the former president deserved to be taken to task for disseminating wildly false information on his social media channels LeBron is open to criticism when he takes a stand that doesn't seem to be fully thought out and then has to walk back or revise I'm not picking sides. I'm just trying to uphold standards. And I also am tickled by the fact that many of the things that we found fault with or that can be found fault with, with the former president, we can find in LeBron James. The two, while polar opposites on many things and obviously having fought each other in a variety of ways, really kind of operate the same sometimes. But maybe that's why LeBron didn't originally want to talk about whether or not he would get the vaccine. Because he was still making up his mind. And the vaccine, if I remember correctly, wasn't readily available at that point. But now, if he hasn't had it, he's made the choice not to have it. Or he has had it, in which case he could still stand by everyone's right to make their own decision about the vaccine but tell us why he had elected to get it. Simply because he's telling us why he does almost everything. Now, what I don't know, but I'm curious about, and again, this is another reason why I wanted to delve into this subject, is how this might be playing in the Lakers locker room. Anthony Davis has let everyone know that he got vaccinated and that he did it not because he wants to enjoy the relaxed restrictions, but because he's eager to see fans back in the stands. Now I don't know, I don't know if I really believe it's all the latter and none of the former, but okay. Montrezl Harrell posted on social media a photo of him getting vaccinated as well. Now I don't know if Kyle Kuzma is vaccinated, but I do know that he said recently that the Lakers don't feel connected. He presumably meant by the way they're playing on the court. But what if who is vaccinated and who is not has added a layer of uneasiness within the team? After all, LeBron and Dennis and whoever else may not be vaccinated are inhibiting the freedoms of everyone on the team since the aforementioned liberties aren't provided on a case-by-case basis but team-wide once it has reached the league stated herd immunity level. And if AD thinks that getting vaccinated is the path to getting fans back in the stands and LeBron refuses to get vaccinated, what effect does that have? Because of my TV schedule and COVID protocols, it's been difficult to get answers to some of the questions I've raised here. Normally, if I had the chance to go to some Lakers games and mingle with people inside and outside the locker room, I could take the temperature of what's happening behind the scenes and tell you whether there is anything to any of this or not. That kind of access simply isn't available to anyone right now. I also don't expect the outlets who do have access, such as the broadcast partners, to dig into this story. The chances of upsetting LeBron are too great, and preserving access to LeBron is sacrosanct for anyone with those outlets. I hope I'm wrong. I hope someone, a reporter, a sideline reporter, might ask the question, but I'm not counting on it. So as soon as I get more info on that, and there are other ways other than in-person, it's just sometimes when you're texting or you're talking on the phone, one, you're only talking to one source, one person. So you're getting their perspective. There's something about being in the locale and seeing multiple people and then seeing people interact just gives you a better sense of truly what's going on. Can't wait for those days to return, which is why I got vaccinated. All right, that does it for this episode of On the Ball on the United Wecast Network. Please rate and review the show. We've had a steady diet of those coming in i really appreciate it um love to see the comments and how you're feeling about this new format and this new frequency Uh, don't forget my sponsor mizzenandmaine.com and in the next podcast we'll get to one of the subjects that i mentioned at the very top or perhaps something else will bubble up between now and then in the meantime As always, thanks for listening. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat